Let's drop the green flag on this episode of the Talent Tank Podcast with your host, Wyatt Pemberton, bringing you the best, fastest, most knowledgeable personalities in Ultra 4 and off-road racing. I guess that means it's uh, the witching hour. Uh, I've seen some clicking, some some clocking, and uh, my clock over here hit 8 o'clock on the Central Coast, uh, Third Coast down here on the Gulf Coast. Hey, this is Wyatt. This is something new. We're on Clubhouse. This is uh, the Talent Tank. We're going to do a little uh, pre-show on the King Shocks beatdown at Area BFE and Moab. This is the Ultra 4 2021 race that is going to kick off tomorrow with uh, pre-running and registration and practice and all that that is right off the bat we've got some stuff to talk about but uh shannon welch shannon thank you very much for setting up this whole clubhouse thing and and allowing me to run the talent tank across your off-road platform here on clubhouse i'm really excited about this uh i don't know what do you call it a new platform what would you call it definitely a new platform clubhouse is a new social media platform yeah it's still in its beta it's in its infancy iphone only at this point but yeah that's what we're working with right now it's kind of like webex but without the the video that's that's what it feels like to me especially when everyone can raise their hand so uh yeah to launch into it man here we go so we're gonna start talking about the 2021 king shocks beat down a dairy bfe put on by you know ultra fours race this weekend uh but you know I, I i got a little bit of housekeeping to to knock out of the park really for really fast i think shannon right off the bat everyone thank you for trying to out the stew platform i'm just like you i'm learning it just fyi everyone needs to hear this uh we are recording um this is uh this is a recorded plat well i'm recording for the platform and tomorrow uh in the morning when you guys wake up you guys will be able to check the talent tank feed where you guys normally get your streaming uh podcast and this will all be loaded back up there and you'll hear uh all the information then everyone that missed tonight will also uh, have the opportunity to check it out and see what they missed and we're gonna see if it's anything good i don't know if it yeah i i don't know that it's gonna be good i mean it's gonna be us bsing i mean we've got uh chip mclaughlin in the crowd so i mean it can't be all bad i see nate jesse's in the crowd uh man we got jonathan terhoom we've got aaron peters we got bran Irwin. man i'm just rolling through it just like right off the top of my head god there's a whole bunch of y'all here well shannon thank you so going from there uh i'm gonna launch into uh kind of the the information that i have kind of out of ultra four you know i'm i'm not ultra four i don't represent ultra four uh I'm more or less, I'm media. I'm media that percolates issues around Ultra 4 and uh, try to cover it as best as I can for you guys. I mean, it's a love. It's a love. It's a hobby. So that's what it is. So uh, this is the first race back uh, after King of the Hammers um, that we had a few months ago. What an amazing event that was. I can't believe, uh, just hats off to those guys for pulling off just an amazing event during COVID in California masks weren't you know that big of a thing uh definitely you had to wear them in the you know in the big tents but um out and about uh wasn't a big problem to, and to be honest i had the worst hammer lung i've ever had in all of my years going to the hammers this year and i almost blame it on how many hours i wore my mask i don't know i mean it, it was pretty bad i missed uh multiple days of work once i got back uh was not was not bueno talking about the race the race the race itself uh this weekend getting in uh 30 bucks for adults 20 bucks for kids uh it's a private event so it's you know i just mentioned covid there's kind of no protocols around private events in uh, the state of utah so you're all good there the parking's going to be pretty tricky is what i've been told so if uh, you're going out there see if you can you know hitchhike a ride or carpool and uh you know don't take every vehicle that you own in your fleet out there 
They think they're going to have around 100 cars total, which is very similar to uh, the numbers last year. We're going to see what that, you know, if that ends up shaking out. Um, I've got the the registration list, and, man, there's some there's some awesome names on there. There's also some awesome names that aren't there, which uh, is kind of disappointing, but I, I, I get it. From what I have in my hands as far as course, last year, five-mile loop. This year, six-mile loop. Apparently, it's super rocky, super technical, not a lot of passing, but that said, there is a plethora of either ors on this course. So passing in the either ors, and a lot of them are very similar. So the there should be some really cool uh, passing attempts made. Hopefully, we'll catch that on the Ultra 4 live show. Um, hopefully, we'll catch uh, Miles and Pam uh, telling us what four on there and, and, and covering for us. I'm being told that all the classes are between three to five laps. They haven't worked that out yet, except for 4,400 and 4,400. They're expecting that to be eight laps. I don't know about y'all, but I definitely heard from JP Gomez last year after he won the 4,400 event last year that he'd never had his ass kicked so hard and felt so bad that way worse than, uh, than King of the Hammers itself did to him than the Moab course did. So according to Someone putting words into words into words into JT's mouth. JT says he's putting the four back into ultra four. So, uh, this should be pretty interesting. Um, I, I know they cut a new trail out there, uh, called, uh, I'm going to mess this up. Hotate. I don't know what that stands for, but it's Spanish, but it's supposed to, according to what I've heard JT say to people is, is putting the ultra four back in, uh, putting the four back in ultra four. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting. I can't wait to see, uh, that, that, that trail on course and see it on, uh, the live feed. Very BFE, man, that's an amazing place out in Moab, private, private, uh, property it was about 625 acres. Ah, and I'm take that back. It was about 325 acres and they have added another 300 acres to the property. So I've been told, man, you can't, you just absolutely can't beat that. What else do I have out there? Roxy, 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 Roxy has big merch out. I'm told that they're going to have a, you know, similar to what they had a year ago out there. They had a, a discount code for all of us online. Um, last year it was beat down 20. I I've been told just listen to the live show and they will throw that out there for your opportunity to grab some, uh, area BFE merch, uh, for ultra four and man, that's kind of all I've got from, uh, from, from, from these guys about this race. I know we've got after that, we've got rush, you know, Kentucky coming up uh, a few more weeks, another two weeks away, April 16th. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be pretty fun. Um, if you haven't bought your tickets for that, jump online to the ultra four website and get your tickets. I've been told that that is always an event that sells out because it's also a bouncer event. Um, and so people, there's, you know, a good secondary scalper market, but you don't want to pay scalper prices, even though I've uh, seen that the price is up front, pretty high dollar out of that. I don't know if anyone had seen yet, seen the news, but that Sturgis got added for the short course at the Buffalo chip during bike week. That's going to be pretty fun. I think I'm actually thinking about flying my whole family up there. I think we're going to do that and then uh, run over to Rushmore and then get out of bike week before bike week actually starts. Anyway, down to it. All right, Shannon, here we go. As we talk about uh, the classes and who's showing up and what the course looks like and who won last year. Um, 4,600 has its, they have their own race. How, How cool is that? How cool is that on the schedule? Josh Atterbury won it last year. Is Josh Atterbury on today? I didn't even see him mm-hmm. registered. No, I don't see him registered at this point. I see 10 drivers registered. 
uh, at least online. I don't know if you're looking at the same thing that's online or if you got a sneak peek. But no, the- I've got the same one. You know, I saw Alan reference uh, the registered list that was online as the official list, so that's what I'm looking at. I did see yeah. um, Brian McNamara. Uh, he his I thought he was calling for Josh Atterbury on the win, if not Albert Contreras. So I'm assuming Josh Atterbury is going to be there. The guy that won King of the Hammers, 4600, he's going to be there. Justin Reese in the 4619. That's going to be fun. What was it that JP said kicked his butt so bad at that course last year, just out of curiosity? He said it was rough as hell. He said it was super yeah. he said it was super rough. It was way rougher than he was prepared for. Interesting. That's fun, right? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, having wheeled Moab, right? Like your your tires will make commitments that you aren't quite prepared to cash in. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I can see how that could be a rough course. I also know that it's a tight course, but it's interesting to hear him say it was harder on him than King of the Hammers, though. That's kind of hard to believe, but hey. And by the way, how does one spell Hotate exactly? <laughs> I've got it written down. Amazing. You should ask. Uh, H-O-T-A-T-A-Y. Hotate. I, I've just got to figure out what this word means to JT. So anyway, um, but yeah, I show 10 in the 4,600 class. That's pretty crazy that they're getting their own race. I, it makes sense though, right? So that's always the challenge because with the 4,600s, those guys, I love those guys, 35 inch tires. It's, it's not easy, um, but they're not as fast as the 45s and 48s for the most part. They're just not. And then uh, I will never forget the year we mixed it up with them in the UTVs because we thought, oh, that might work. That was terrible. Everybody hated that. <laughs> so um, it was cool at King of the Hammers this year to see more 4600s of different shapes and sizes than I'd ever seen before. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, that's what I thought too. You know, I mean, there was some, there was some cool stuff going on. Plus, you know, you add in Kyle Seglin, who's basically in my book of 4,600, but he was electric. Um, sure. That was, that was cool. But there's, a, there's, there's 10 of them listed here. And of those 10, only one finished KOH this year from what, you know, my homework says. And only and that one was Justin Reese and he finished first. And I need to talk to Justin. I mean, I, I, I'm sure someone knows the story behind his, you know, the hammer down a hammer downer, uh, the, the, the documentary that they put together, um, seems, seems pretty cool. I just haven't had an opportunity to check it out. You know anything? I haven't actually had a chance to check that one out either, but when I do look at the list, I see Albert Contreras who um, he's consistent and just been in it for so long. And I see, it's cool to see the McNair. I can't get it right today. McNamara boys, the poor boys, racing boys are racing together again this season. They can't ever be rolled out. Um, they're just solid. And actually they picked up a four wheel part sponsorship this year. I have no idea who Twitchy McGee is, but that one makes me laugh a little bit. Um, I'm pulling for but, him just on the name. What, McGee, what right? an awesome name. <laughs> I mean, that that is a race car driver name. There's another, there's another one uh, that we've got an ultra four. We've got Cole Johnson. Cole Johnson, I don't know you, Cole Johnson, but I'd like to meet you. You just sound like, you know, like Dick Trickle. I mean, you just have this racer name. Hunter Sparrow is still probably one of my favorite names um, that raced with us. I just, I think that's a hilarious name. There's been a few that are pretty good. We do have two people that have raised their hands. Do you want to? Uh, Absolutely. One of them is Chip. Bring, okay. bring them on. Bring Chip in. Ch- Chip and Nate have, uh, have, Nate's had his hand up for forever, just so you know, but I wanted to let you get through your opening. So let me invite Chip, and now I'm inviting Nate. Wonderful. Yeah. 
There we go. Oh, I hear background noise, so that must be Chip. You there, Chip? Oh, y'all made a mistake by bringing me in. Oh, absolutely. So I saw you wish JT happy birthday. That's wonderful. It's a good birthday for him. I did. He almost killed me. Oh, yeah, absolutely, which he should. So I got a question for you, Chip. So so Rufus Racing, Rufus, I didn't see Rufus on the list. Um, I know, Zan, you know Zandy uh, is into everything. You get, and then I see that on Facebook, I see you and, uh, and your wife, Edie, are out there celebrating something. Uh, so tell me about the, the, the reasoning behind Rufus not taking the entire stable out there and you guys doing and, uh, doing the spectator thing. So, uh, Edie and I, uh, fourth year anniversary is tomorrow and she wants to go wheeling. We haven't been wheeling. She's been racing too much. And so I decided to come. She'd never been to Moab. So I said, Hey, let's go to Moab, go wheeling, maybe watch a race. And uh, the rest of the teams at home are getting ready for Kentucky. Um, I don't know if you've watched this race before, but we're kind of hard on cars. And I didn't, we didn't think we could get the cars flipped uh, from Moab, which is really hard. I was hearing y'all talk about JP and uh, them saying the course is brutal. It is brutal. Uh, but we couldn't get the car back in, together in seven days to go to Kentucky in two weeks. So we're just out here wheeling and uh, going to have some fun. Got to go wheel some of the course today and, we're sitting in Moab right now. Well, congratulations on four years with Edie. Now, you guys are – how many years cancer-free is she now, and how many years cancer-free are you? She's five, and I'm three. Well, congratulations on that, too. I'm glad y'all y'all are still around. So, w- while I've got you on the phone, you race two classes. You race UTV and you race 4,400. Handicap for me who you think wins the UTV race. I don't even know who's racing. I haven't even looked. I mean, it's weird. I'm out here with no race car, and I hadn't even looked who's entered. Um, but I know that they added about a mile and a half to the course. Uh, when we were last year, we, I think the top speed was like in the forties, they added some high speed stuff. So there's going to probably be 80, 90 mile an hour sections. And it should be a pretty interesting race from what JT told me earlier. There's about 90 entry, 90 cars in all the classes, but man, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you who's going to win. All right, that, that that that's fair. I will before we talk to Nate real quick. Uh, it, there's I've got a note on my thing. Um, as I was going through the UTV uh, course and the entries, I see Jason Berger, and he's racing on the seventy six. Which um, I haven't talked to Berger. I haven't talked to Jason Shearer, and um, and I should have when I saw that. I reached out to at least Berger, but it looks like Berger is racing the seventy six. So I don't know if Jason was the uh like a substitute driver for king of the hammers in the 76 or if burger is a substitute for this of this event for uh sure it'd be interesting to see what that is but it's cool to see jason burger with a helmet on and in the left seat see if he's successful in the left seat as he has been in the right seat that's fun man so i can probably add if he breaks does that that mean he runs Yes, if he breaks, he runs. <laughs> Carries his own fuel. <laughs> yeah. um, Hunter Sparrow is racing, by the way. I did see that, but he, um, to, he is. Yep. To add to the, <laughs> I love that name. Um, so with with Jason Shear, I see that Jason Shear is the official driver of record on the registration. So based on past history, I'm going to guess that uh, Berger is standing in for him because Shear couldn't be here this weekend for some reason. That would be uh, my guess. I saw, looking at that. I saw Shear about 15 minutes ago, and I'm sitting here looking at his car. Well, no, what I'm saying is Shear's racing the 4400 race. Oh, Berger's yeah. racing the UTV race. That could be it. 
Oh, that's where I misunderstood what you were saying. I got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're. I'm fascinated. I got you. I'm very fascinated by that. Well, uh, Nate, Nate Jesse, Mr. Indiana. I just got a text that he didn't mean to raise his hand. (laughs) Yeah, didn't didn't mean to raise it. Still learning about this app, but I guess I did. Well, so while while we've got Nate on here, uh, Nate, you uh, you had a bad cartwheel at KOH and you uh, ding your noggin pretty good. Uh, you all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. Brent and I took quite a tumble there about race mile 34 at KOH. Ended up knocking us out for uh, obviously the rest of the race. But yeah, I'm doing good now. We're uh, we're taking Moab off as well. I'm actually going to be out there, Chip, here uh, tomorrow, flying out to spectate, watch that race, hang out. Um, and then coming home, finishing some race prep at Branch Shop in Indiana, and we'll be at Rush as well. So looking forward to being down there, getting back in the car, and doing what we love to do. And let me guess, you haven't looked at the entry list either, but you could guess who's probably there. Who do you handicap yeah, in the 4,400? Yeah, I think Bailey Cole. I think he's done really, really well. I think he's had some solid finishes, and I think he's going to pull it off. He has had a lot of solid finishes. Uh, I mean, the, that fourth at KOH that he's coming off of was was, exactly. was very, very good. And then aside from his uh, mishap at Crandon where he decided to be a, a submarine, he really had a solid season last year. Yeah, I think we'll see him on the podium if not top of the box. Yeah, I I, I can absol- absolutely see that. Uh, I did talk to Joe Thompson about uh, the, the Gomez's. He was flying out. Uh, what was he working? I Let me take that back. I was talking to John Goodby. I got to get him back. I got him together. So I'm not, didn't confuse those guys. Just conf, confuse the conversation. Uh, the com- conversation was, I believe one of the Gomez's is their car is wrapped in polka dots. Anyone confirm or deny that that's on site? Uh, raise your, raise your hand. I'd love to see, uh, one of the Gomez's in, uh, polka dots. I don't remember which one, but it made me laugh if that's real. Like Jesse Combs, red and white polka dots or something else polka dot. I don't know. I, I, I didn't get that. T- I didn't get that level of detail. Uh, Fascinating. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I, you know, I think Dawson Allington, Allington was going to jump on and I, was, I had some questions for Dawson, but I don't see him in the, in the box, but I know they're in 4,500. Dan Fresh won this event last year. Dan Fresh won King and Hammers this year. And then Dan Fresh is, uh, you know, lined up, you know, for this year in uh, the 4,500 there at, uh, at area BFE. So in my book, Dan's the guy to beat, right? He's hot off a of KOH and he won here a year ago. He's kind of the guy Dawson Dawson's learning a new car. He's, you know, he's got a uh, Matt Howell's old, uh, old race car. It's not all. I mean, it's a beautiful car. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say maybe he's still learning that car. And then I know you've got John grounds in there. You can't ever, you know, count grounds out. Uh, Jesse Oliver in the mix in 4,500. Kenneth Goodall, man, those guys just put together solid finishes. Uh, he didn't finish KOH, but I, I I wouldn't put him out of of getting something here. And then, um, God, the other guy that I want to talk about is Sean Rance Sr. Sean Rance, he, he finished KOH sixth, you know, two months ago, and he's showing up out here. I think that guy... I think that guy also has what it's made uh, to put together. Not, not of course, not knocking any entry, but when you start looking at kind of the list and you're like, uh, who, who, who's going to shake up and get there um, in 4,500? I think that's kind of my list. I'm going to say uh, Dan, Goodall, and Rance, um, kind of my picks there. We'll see how those 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 age. I know we skipped around and, you know, out of, out of order. We were talking about 4,600 earlier, but Albert Contreras, that guy hits every race, right? 
He hits quite a lot of them. Um, he definitely hits everything on the West Coast. And there were a couple of years where he was, he was coming all the way to the East Coast. He picked up some, some really cool fans when he came to the East Coast. I shouldn't call the East Coast, East of the Rockies, right? I know that, I know the East, Eastern racers don't like me calling it the East Coast. Um, but yeah, no, he, Albert's been consistent for a very long time. Um, really solid dude in that Jeep. Um, and, and regularly finishes on the podium. Yes, that that's the key right there. And then the other the other person that's in a forty six hundred that I got to give a shout out to her, it's Amber Turner. I fell in love with her story at the Hammers this year. Her little samurai and everything that they've done to get the samurai ready to compete, and then competing in it, and then uh, the Tribe crew, Tribe Four by Four, you know, that's Adam Shearer's crew out of Fort Worth, were pitting for her at King of the Hammers and. If I heard right, they, they, she'd bent a leaf spring and they put out the call for a Suzuki Samurai leaf spring and they came up with one like on the lake bed. Like, I think someone had to pull that out of their, uh, pull that out of their wheeler or something or pull it off a trailer. So, yeah, that was literally just a, a wheeler that was out there who they were right next to where I was, uh, camped out for the week. And so this guy came walking up at the end of that race and we're like, can we help you? And he's like, I'm just waiting to get my leaf spring back so I can go home. So he took it off of the only vehicle he had with him to let her keep racing. I thought that was pretty good. That guy's that's, a hero. That's pretty brave. That, I mean, that's pretty brave for somebody out there with their. I mean, maybe not their daily driver, but their only vehicle out there to just take a leaf spring off. I mean, obviously she's broken one. It's a good chance. Another one's going to get broken. How do you get home? And you wonder who that is. That is Aaron Peters, a Peter racing Aaron. How are you doing, man? It's more a Peter off road anymore. The racing thing is a, uh, I leave that to the professionals like chip. That's a loose definition of the word professional. I love it. He's doing better than I ever did. So <laughs> he, he absolutely is. And, and Shannon did the right thing, took him off of a speaker. So, so we can't get let chip chip interject, but no, uh, I think he bounced out, but I, I, I don't know what happened with him. I, di- I didn't delete him for the record. So, for, so back to the 4,600 conversation as we kind of work, work the way through uh, the schedule, man. I'm going to pull for Twitchy McGee just because I have no idea who Twitchy is, and I love it. Uh, Justin Reese is going to be a contender. Albert Contreras is going to be a contender. I want to see Amber Turner do well. I love seeing you know women come into our sport and absolutely turn it on its head. Speaking of women turning the sport on its head, is Bailey Campbell in the car? She's 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 had her baby. Does anyone know that answer? You'd think I would have probably followed up and checked on her as well. I did. Uh, she's registered and being that Ryan Miller already raced one race for her. I think that unless there's, and, and I don't know, so I don't want to speak out of turn on this unless there's um, some consideration, medical consideration being made there. Um, her name's on the list and Ryan Miller already raced for her. So uh, I would think that that means she's getting in the car. Mm-hmm. I know she's there. I've seen pictures of her there. I, I, I think it's more than that. Well, is it, is it just one race? I, I don't know the rule book, you know, in depth on that, on that rule, but I know Ryan raced. Did he only race nationals for her in 2020? I feel like he raced more than nationals for her. I feel like he raced, uh, he raced in Oklahoma. Which was so, nationals. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Yeah, so it, it. I guess it depends 
on what she was racing for, right? So there's a couple of different things. Um, if you're racing, and I don't know how nationals is set up anymore. I believe that you, if you raced the entire East, West, everything, I believe that two could be swapped out. If you were just doing West or East, um, it was one. But there was another reason that I believe Ryan raced more than one for her, and that had to do with sponsor obligations and how many races the car had to be at. So it wasn't necessarily for points, was my understanding from talking to her at KOH. I could have that wrong, um, but that's my understanding. But at least when I when I was more involved with points, if you were racing the three West coast races uh, or Western series races, you could only swap one. If you're racing the three Eastern series races, you could swap one. If you were going for the whole nationals, uh, I believe, I think it was still only one you could swap actually. So I'm not really sure, but I do know that in talking to her about it, um, part of it was sponsor obligations of where the car was supposed to be at, that she wanted to make sure that she was doing right by her sponsors and they were getting coverage. Gotcha. I, I've got the rule book open um, and I'm not, re- I'm not a fast enough reader, so I just won't, I, I'll just skip that. Uh, yeah. but- it's Jonathan. I believe officially in the rules, you're allowed one substitute driver, but this goes back. I call it the, uh, the Casey Gilbert substitute driver rule. Uh, somebody has to throw a red card to make that rule apply. So if there's a reason that a racer can't race, it's up to the rest of the racers to call them out on it. So in 4,800, we had that happen a few years ago with a a broken back situation. And it's kind of just a, all right, who wants to be the guy to call out the, uh, the guy with the broken back or the, or the pregnant lady, the, the girl that's pregnant. Yeah. I actually do love that. I, I'd never heard that color to it, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't I'd have, forgotten that it happened. Jonathan, great memory on that one. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, we'll 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 roll with that. Well, then uh, moving down. So we talked. Uh, we we talked forty five hundred. We talked forty six hundred, forty eight hundred. Cade Rod, Cade Rod won last year, and uh, but Chase Caprera. Man, my money's on Chase. Chase was on fire at KOH. He qualified amazing at KOH. He had a great day. Uh, he ends up you know winning. Uh, the 4,800 class, uh, won the EMC race itself at KOH two months ago. And, uh, but man, you, you can't, you can't, you know, not, not Cade Rod. I mean, he's, he's good. As long as the GPS is working, he's, uh, he's going to be a, a formidable contender. Uh, uh, Brent Harrell, Brent Harrell's in the mix. God, what a great guy. And then, you know, does anyone know Eric Wickle? This guy never heard his name before shows up. KOH finishes 21st. I was impressed. Uh, I know Shannon. You yeah, like- no, he's a new name. I honestly, he's not a name that I'd heard before, um, before this year. Um, looking at his bio, there's really not much in there. Um, so he's, he's not a name I'm familiar with either. Uh, finishing, finishing KOH your first year out is always impressive. I don't care who does it. He's probably gonna come back and say, this wasn't my first year, but I didn't see him before that's why i found it impressive too uh shannon i know you uh you like hunter sparrow but uh there's a kimberly sparrow in 4800 is that a sister or a wife <laughs> i just i i'm actually not sure they've got to be related somehow right? i really don't know but that's just the name hunter sparrow has always made me laugh he, i know he's a utah guy um i definitely remember seeing him when we used to race in twilla that he would always come out for that one but he was kind of a koh in one or two races so i mean he, that's his backyard to a certain extent so definitely could be working in his favor on this is that are those uh jack jack sparrow's kids 
Kim is actually, yeah, Kim's Hunter's wife. They actually co-drive for each other also, which is pretty cool. That is so cool. So they swap out right and left seats each race, which is pretty neat. So, Nate, when, when are you going to get your wife to co-drive for you? <laughs> I got to watch what I say here. She may end up listening to this. <laughs> Didn't she run over you with the trailer once? I think she's game. Yeah, Brant's never ran me over, so we're going to hang out with Brant for a long, long time to come. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he keeps holding his own. Oh man, but you got guys like Dustin Sexton is in there. Jeremy Jones is in there. Dude, Kevin Jones in the 518. You can't count that guy out. He is legit. Uh, another good all name, Logan Goodall. You can't beat Logan. Uh, Michael London. I've seen his name floated a bunch. I, I really haven't paid that much attention to him, but I keep seeing his name pop up. So he's, I need to look at his stats. He, he must be someone, a contender there. Uh, I know he finished 10th in class that, you know, here at King of Hammers. Um, and then Chuck Crossland, you can't count Crossland out ever, uh, even though I think he DNF'd at KOH this year, but, I mean, you, you can't count him out. But that's going to be fun. It, uh, I really do hope that Ultra 4 gives all these, all the, all the you know, the less than 4,400 class or whatever you want to call them, the, the EMCs plus the UTVs, I hope they give them the five laps versus the three. I'd rather see these guys get, you know, more helmet time, more seat time, more fun, more chance to break their stuff, more chance for us to watch them break their stuff that's uh that's the exciting part for me Wyatt, i think one of the things you got to look at in the in the 4800 class is car durability with this course uh, i think your your cars that are good at rock racing are going to be the ones to perform something like randy's car uh, a bomber that can that can float through the chop is going to make a difference on this course big time that, that that's a, that's a good point I did see, you know, there, it seemed like last year there was a lot of big ledges that they were dropping off of and a lot of big exactly. rocks that they were going up. Um, we'll see. That could that could not play well for Amber Turner back in forty five in the 4600 class. That could be her short little wheelbase. I just don't want to see her, t- her samurai turn turtle. That'll be suboptimal. And then UTVs. Cole Clark won this event a year ago. We've got none of really the top, the front runners that we saw at KOH, all those guys went back to UTV racing somewhere else in other series, you know, like the, like the Miller boys or, you know, Kyle Chaney who won the event this year. Um, the closest thing we have to it is Jacob Versi. Jacob, Jacob finished six at KOH. Um, he's, he's up there. The exciting one up there for me is Jason Berger, uh, sitting in the left seat. That sounds really exciting. And then there's another guy that I've been a fan of since nationals last year. I'd been watching him going into nationals. I really liked him. Scott LaSage. Scott's a West coast racer in a UTV. And man, this guy, he, he reminds me a lot of Eric Miller 10 years ago. Um, very, very calculated, very, very smart, very, very intelligent about his, his race, his racing, his race and his race program. Um, really like Scott LaSage. I, I, that guy's that guy's name is always in the hunt. He finished KOH 16th, so um, I think uh, I think he's got what it takes to, to to do something here. We keep seeing him. I think he finished third in the national points last year. Somebody would have to check me on that. I think the only reason I know that is because there was an issue at nationals with his points that would have kicked him off the national points podium. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think I said that right. Wyatt, with Jason, what's the uh, what's the story there? Is Jason just trying to put in some laps to get some some real good seat time on course before forty four hundred? That's that's a standard practice at KOH, but it doesn't look like there's other UTVs 
for lower class guys. Oh, uh, you're talking about Burger versus uh, Shearer? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know the case. Uh, I don't know if Jason Berger is doing that to get a lay of the land before getting in with Jason Shearer, or what their what their their game plan is, what their ground plan is. Um, I think that's kind of the fun thing about this is not you know not getting a bunch of uh, inside scoop from one singular, two singular, three singular people is then I'd be pretty biased about where this goes. You can't ever count Jason Shearer out, no matter what the course is. I mean, you could flood the course with ten feet of water and you're still going to find Jason Shearer favored somehow. Just my opinion. Uh, so let's talk 4,400. Everyone want to talk? Anyone else want to talk about uh, the EMCs or the UTVs? Any input? Any, anyone in the crowd holding their hand up? Nobody's holding their hand up, but please, by all means, hold your hand up, guys, if you want to mention something. I had something I wanted to say. Uh, Burger, you know, this is the first year of the new rock royalty racing thing with Sheer and Bailey. I wonder if it's a sponsorship thing and a more representation for sponsors, maybe, that does burger racing in the UTVs. Just a thought, because that is a new partnership that I don't I don't entirely know how it's working, but it seems interesting that rock royalty is formed and burgers getting into a left seat. Maybe, maybe it's a promotional. I, I don't know. Um, I know that there might be some new UTVs out there too, right? Didn't, didn't a couple of folks, Bailey being one of them, didn't he race a Honda at KOH this year, a new UTV? He did. He did. So just wondering if there might be something new coming out of that or if it might be part of this new, you know, we've got the fun havers, we've got the rock royalty, you've got, well, you've got the Gomez family, which is their own enormous team as it is. Um, and then the only other thing that I wanted to say is something that has always excited me about this sport, and I see it in the 4800 right now. The two that, well, there's there's really three in there that I'd love to take a look at. So we've got, obviously, Cade Rod, who's that next generation. Um but Logan Goodall and then uh, Chase Caprera. Chase Caprera and Logan Goodall. Chase is uh, obviously Brian's uh, son, and uh, Logan is Kenneth's son. Both of their dads have raced. Both of their dads have done reasonably well. Both of those boys, I think, are in the next generation of upcoming. So I'm really kind of keeping an eye on them because, you know, we were looking at obviously the Baileys and the Levi's and the Campbell's. Well, they're all in their 20s now. And now we've got some teenagers that are saying, I'm coming for you. Um, and I'm really kind of excited what's going to what's going to come out of that next generation there. So just a couple of thoughts that I had on that. You're spot on. Cade Rod, mom and dad were racers. So boom. Yeah, he's impressive. He's impressive, but he doesn't have quite the. He's got more experience, right, than than Chase Cabrera and and Logan. But I think they're going to be hot on his heels. I mean, what Chase did at Koh was really, really impressive. It's going to be who can keep their car together, like it always is an ultra four. That's right. Who who doesn't see the red mist when the visor goes down? All right, forty four hundred. God. I'm so excited about this this whole deal. So this this extra added rock trail, um, you know, Chip chimed in. You know, the mile and a half, uh, you know, the additional two miles that got added uh, to the course over versus last year, and how rough and how rugged and how nasty it is in this new this new trail, uh, Hotote, um, plus the either ors for. Uh, for, for the passing. And then I believe there's also some stock bypasses for the 4,500 guys or 4,600 guys somewhere in there. I believe there's some passes that will be available to them. Um, we'll see what, you know, comes out of the driver's meeting on that. But for the 4,400s, 
JP won here last year. You know, we kind of know, you know, what happened at KOH this year. Uh, JP was right there in second. Randy Slauson, who won, uh, you know, Randy's a KOH racer uh, only. Um, I doubt we see Randy. Maybe we'll see him at Nationals at Reno, maybe. Um, I'd, I'd say maybe that's a stretch unless we put the pressure on him. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to ask him that um, in the near future. But uh, JP, I think, J, you know, the Gomez's, they're always there. Uh, all new car, you know, all their cars, all the UFOs. There are some cool names that I did see on the list that I'm really excited to see out there. Kevin Yoder, Yoder coming back into the ranks. Yoder, you know, Yoder finished KOH 30th. Yoder's been racing for how long? His whole entire life, 30 years, 60 years, 80 years. I don't know. Yoder, Yoder's not <laughs> that old. KOH, he said he should change his race team to too dumb to stop or something like that. It made me laugh pretty good. <laughs> to what? Too dumb to stop racing or something yeah. like that. He said he should name his race team. I mean, that's, that's fair. We were at the fire pit. I turned around and he's standing next to me and I'm like Yoder and Yoder looks at me like, Whoa. And I was like, like, where do you park your Walker? I mean, we're, 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 we're very old. I mean, this is fire pit at 9 PM. I mean, that's, you know, you know, it, it, our bedtime was coming up pretty quickly before the young kids came out to the fire pit at that point. It's funny because we had, right, we had the Bill Bairds and the Gary Faravani's and we really had those 65 plus guys racing for a while and now they're gone and you look around and you realize uh, the next generation of that is really kind of the Shannon Campbell's and the Yoders and the, yeah. uh, you know, Dean Bullock's not out there anymore. We are the old guys. We're becoming the old guys of the sport and that's we, terrifying to me. We had Jason Shipman, Doug Jackson. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see all those guys, you know, sit down. Uh, you know, was, I was talking to Andrew McLaughlin at KOH and man, I was like, you know, I always think of McLaughlin as a fairly young guy and I'm standing next to him. I'm like, man, we're kind of old, you know, there's definitely a next generation. That's for sure. So does anyone know, uh, that we have on is John grounds racing both classes, 4,500 and the 4,400. I know I've got him listed with both cars. Be interesting to see if he's, if, if he's going to bust out on, on, on both cars. And then I know I've got Raul Gomez is listed as a, he's listed in the 83 and the 90. Um, is that just deciding which car he's going to decide to break that day? I, I'm, I'm trying to wonder. I mean, he's the more calculated one of, uh, of, of, you know, Marcos versus him versus, you know, JP, but. I mean, 90 is actually Darian's number. So I don't know if it's because he registered both of them or something, if that just didn't transfer over right. Because if you look, Darian Gomez is also registered and Darian is, is 90. Ah, yeah. I'm going to guess that's a, that's a faux pas on, uh, on Alan. I'm going to blame Alan, uh, Alan, <laughs> Alan Johnson, ultra four Alan. I'm blaming you. No, uh, what, just website. I, I know there's, uh, the attentions and the details, uh, Jason Blanton. Blanton finished KOH eighth, but uh, he 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 skipped uh, he skipped was it hell to pay? Um, not not on purpose. And hearing the story from him, he didn't realize that they had missed it. They uh, they were following the car in front of him, and then somewhere in there, and I believe the car in front of him was Lauren. They got you know lap traffic in the middle, and he kept falling the dust, and he ended up skipping the trail. And so he gets in, and he realizes that uh, he finished in front of Lauren, and I want to say Jason Shears. I think it was like Lauren and Jason Shear. He finishes in front of him, and he knew at the bottom of uh, King's Graveyard that he was uh, he was behind him, and he never passed him on course. So he figured something out. Blanton, it's cool to see Blanton outside of King the Hammers. It's cool to see him race in one of the series races. We haven't seen. I don't know that I remember Blanton at a series race. So this is cool to me. 
he used to race them and then he did the family thing for a while um and you know got married built the house did all of that and so i think he's coming back to it there, there's usually a few years there when when guys get married that they they tend to uh, not be able to do the full circuit but it's good to see him back but he was definitely in nick nelson heyday time jason blanton was on the circuit when nick nelson was was killing it for sure was blanton the one whose car is the one that's uh you know it's the iconic from miller motorsports uh park in utah where the car is in the air vertical but he's it's sideways at like a three o'clock you know it's like at a 45 degree angle flying through the air is was that blanton you want to remember i can't think of the image you're talking about but it's highly likely that it was blanton because he definitely raced when he used to be at miller yeah he's 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 a riot i like seeing guys like von Gittin coming out i like the 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 things that von has done for the sport i like uh you know the the whole fun hammer thing i know uh he's he's racing all the way out of concord north carolina these days uh but i'm guessing lauren probably is bringing his car from albuquerque or well farmington this is ape again do you know how many people raced this race last year just offhand the number i heard and i didn't go back and check it i didn't fact check this number which i should fact check this number i heard it was around 100 last year as well and i guess they were hoping to have 100 and i guess that number is in the 90s right now which yeah is- their website showing 94 right now for across all classes i'm just i'm just trying to picture 33 race cars for the ultra four class on a six mile loop i mean do they is this isn't a heat race this is a everybody races together correct absolutely yeah it's going to be amazing isn't it and it, it's going to be this, the same number, actually, 33 again for the, uh, what is it, 4,500 and 4,800 combined. That, that's right. Yep. And then you get down. That's a to, lot of cars. Oh, it's going to be amazing, though, Ape. That's why, you know, that, that's that's why you buy the live show. You got the, uh, you, you paid for it already. You probably are, you know, waiting for your T-shirt to be in the mail. And I uh, am. <laughs> and uh and yeah and then you're gonna sit on the edge of your seat on uh on saturday i think that's that's my plan so last year there was a uh, 40 4400s took the green flag on an even shorter course correct so uh, from what i remember on the live feed that first lap is really really exciting but yes. then you'd be surprised 33 cars or up to 40 cars spread out over five or six miles there was some times on the live feed it got kind of boring where there were some gaps in cars and I think that's because this race, more than others, uh, attrition is a big thing. So after the first lap, there's going to be 25 cars. And after the second lap, there's 22. And the third, you know, by the time we get down to the final lap, there's really six or seven people still in the race. Um, yeah, there's I don't some think still there's out there. 10 cars running at the end of the race last year. So it's natural selection makes the, makes the course not very crowded after the first lap. Makes sense. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. I mean... We'll see who has the you know the the whiskey throttle and wants to make that that pass at the rock ledge and, and see how exactly that goes down. Did anybody hear what was going on with Levi? I know he was waiting for parts, so he hasn't even made it out there yet, has he? Or has he now? I saw that he was waiting on some parts still, and it seemed like middle of the week he was heading out that way, which seemed a little late to get going. So I didn't know if anybody knew what was up with his car. No, no, I didn't hear about that. And then I was just as you mentioned that I started thinking of Campbell cars. Uh, I don't see Brian Crofts listed in the entries either. Was was Crofts taking a car out? Right, good question. I don't know. I saw he and Bailey were on a flat thunder run yesterday, so he's out there. Maybe his car wasn't ready, or maybe he and 
Bailey, I, I don't know. I got nothing on that one as far as that's going. Um, you know who I'm excited? I know I mentioned Chase Caprera, but I think Brian Caprera is coming out to play this year. New car. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been right on the bubble for a long time. It would be interesting to see if, uh, if he brings it into, he's, he's podiumed a couple of times, no doubt about it, but new car and he definitely seems, uh, laser focused this year on it. Uh, same thing with looking at you know kevin stearns going full-time racing um it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that as well this year and looking at who we've got on this list for sure well i've got i've got a little piece of uh i've got some closing remarks that i need to that i really need to get off my chest but before i do that i want to do a uh a go around to uh the 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 panel right now and just ask you guys to handicap your uh your 4400 picks we'll call on uh i don't know ape you want to go first put me on the spot uh, I mean, Bailey Cole, you know, you guys talked about earlier. I, I think he's going to be pretty high up there. If he has a clean race, it's going to be hard to push past him. But like you said, the Gomez is there. I mean, they're a checkers or wreckers team. I don't know. It's a tough, it's, it's a tough pick out of this, out of this crowd. No, that's all right. Uh, Nate, who did you, who, who was your call on that? My call on that's Bailey Cole. Yeah, I think but, the rest of the podium though is going to be uh, JP and Horschel. Yeah. Uh, Paul Horschel. We haven't even mentioned Paul. Paul, yep. uh, God, love Paul. Brant, who, who, who you calling? Uh, I got to go with Jason Shear. Uh, I think coming off a, off of a disappointing KOH for, for a, a fluke of a reason is going to have him pushing hard. He's got a good team this year. And if Berger is out sp- uh, scouting for him before the race, he's going to know all the lines, all the places of the past. So I got to go with Jason. No, uh, you won't hear me uh, doubt that one. Hey, is Terhoon actually, uh, Terhoon, you, are you on? I see you here. He might be. Oh, you might be. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Fathead. Yeah, so I, I don't know how you bet against Shear. Um, it's like betting against Gonzaga right now in basketball for all, everybody that doesn't watch that. I'm going to drop that in there. Ball, ball sports. <laughs> and then you know, just to wrap up the podium, I'd go with Horschel and Gomez. Um, and then I'd put Bailey Cole in fourth because uh, I think he has more more fourth-place finishes in Ultra 4 in the last year and a half than anybody else. So. It's kind of his number. At this point, right? It's it's sad. He's uh he, he gets right there. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, right? That's the story One behind plus three his. Is four, that's right? exactly it. That's what I was going One with, plus mate. Three is four. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then I know we've Shannon. You've got Jeremy Brown up here, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm here. You know, I'm I'm rooting for uh, Horschel. He's put his time in. He fought last year at this race really super hard, and I think uh, I think Hors- Horschel's got it in him for sure. What What was the time split last year? Do you remember? I think. I think I, 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 the number I remember from Horschel was like, it was sub 30 seconds. Yeah, it was close, man. I was rooting for him the whole time. I couldn't believe it. it he didn't get it. I don't remember the, the exact details, but I do remember it was close. Oh man. They, they were getting there before I go into my, come my closing, the, the closing conversation that I want to have everyone else uh, that was on the panel. Good to go. I didn't get to pick. Shannon, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Throw down. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, I'm surprised nobody's mentioned Lauren Healy. When he doesn't do well at KOH, he usually comes back strong right after that. I never rule Lauren out. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I think Lauren's due, and 
I, I'll be interested to see. Uh, I, I'm with you guys on Horschel. I think he's definitely up there too. And you know what? Shannon and Waylon, neither one of them finish in KOH. Whenever the guy, whenever the top dogs don't finish KOH, the first race out of the season, it is game on. Well, Shannon so, finished. Shannon did finish. She finished 14th. I, I apologize. Yeah. Yes, he yeah. finished. But, Not what, as but, well as he would have liked to. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I do, right. Shannon did finish, but, um, I, I don't know. I, Sheer, Healy, they've got something to prove. Whelan's got something to prove. But I, I, I like Horschel too, but I, I really think I, we haven't seen a win from Lauren and that gets under his skin and then all of a sudden he comes on strong. So I, I think he's my dark horse on this one. All right. I'm going to make mine then. Uh, I put Von Gittin on the podium. He finished, uh, fifth at KOH. He's there. Um, I think he's, he's fast. I think Horschel, Horschel will be right there with him. And then after that laundry list of, uh, you know, Levi, Lauren, or any of the Gomez's, it could be any of their days. Brian Caprera could easily be in there. No problem there. Blanton Shearer. I, I, I'm hesitant to, to, you can't bet against Shearer, but it's just, he, he hasn't had a, a good run of, of, of luck. And, and I think, uh, he's going to show up extra prepared. And I think that's going to get in his head. Um, Sorry, Jason. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not picking you to 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 be my win, but um, I'm picking Von Gittin for the podium. Oh, no dissenters. Wow. All right. I love it. Uh, safety, man. We got to talk safety. You know, one of my and and talk about uh, our sport and talk about our friends and what we're doing and how we're doing it. You know, our you know, my good friend, a lot of your good friend. You know, uh, James Schofield got hurt with Tom Ways out at King of the Hammers this you know two months ago. You know, we figured out a way to you know through the ER, getting him out of the hospital, getting him flown home, everyone, you know, pitching in and just the safety around that. And there was a lot of issues um, with just, you know, getting him out of the car this past weekend, you know, one, you know, one of our racers, you know, uh, uh, very, you know, I don't know Wes Keen, but I do know Adam Woodley super well. And, you know, this was a guy just, you know, Wes and Adam are tight. Uh, Wes is racing, you know, that redneck rocket ship that Adam built. Um, he was a, basically a factory driver for, um, for wide open designs. Uh, he had a UTV wreck this past weekend and caught fire even with fire extinguishers with suppression. He didn't have suppression, but, uh, with fire extinguishers, they didn't have enough. He was in a precarious situation, very far up, uh, a very, very steep, uh, steep hill. He, he's, you know, he's fighting for it now. Uh, I, I believe he's at Vanderbilt in Nashville in you know, a skincare unit. If you guys take a, Take a moment, say an extra prayer for uh, for Wes, for the off-road community, from the rock bouncing community. Um, just you know, think about him. Um, I I believe Team Bacon has a, a GoFundMe out there for Wes uh, to to help help him through all this. He's a good-looking guy and just a hell of an accomplished racer. Not just uh, in the rock bouncer, but what we'd seen him in a UTV and what we've seen him do out at out at King of the Hammers at uh, in the bouncing event, man. Wes, you're you've been in a lot of our prayers for the past week. We're gonna keep saying them, man, until you're until you get a walk out of that hospital, okay, man. And and guys, everybody, uh, that wraps it for me. That wraps it for for this event for this little pre bench racing session, a little bullshit bullshit session, uh, talking about who we think you know our favorite horses and and what we think uh, is going to happen at Ultra Four. I uh, appreciate all my uh, all my guys at Ultra Four and what they're doing and uh, and the information that they're giving to us to uh, just to, to spread and speculate and and figure out and guess and second guess and 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 try to see what's up and uh, get excited for uh, for the show we got coming this weekend because we're going racing. 
Absolutely. Thanks for coming on and doing this, Wyatt. Um, I did want to say, if you want to wrap up, that's cool. If people want to stay in chat, that's also cool. I did. I had. I got a private message off. I, I think he's new to this platform, but <clears throat> John Schaefer just messaged me. He came in second at KOH in the 4688, and he's actually here in the room. And I didn't realize that, and I didn't realize um, he was even in here. So I just want to bring him up in case he's got something to say about the yeah. 4600 class. But um, I didn't know if you had any more to wrap up beyond that. But I, I, if anybody's got questions on Clubhouse or just wants to chew the fat, I'm really trying to get people familiar with the platform and happy to do that. And that said, Shannon, uh, yeah, we will turn him on, uh, give him the floor in a second. And uh, and we plan to do this for Rush. You know, We plan to do this for the couple of events. If this thing has some legs if it has some traction it's something people enjoy so give us feedback in the insiders group uh text me call me message me or shannon or brant or nate or aaron peters or jeremy or any of us terhoon i mean just say hey you know we we enjoyed uh what we heard and we'd like to be a part of it next time too um and raise your hand um on that note let's close out on a 4600 racer all right, I've just invited John Schaefer up to speak. He is new to it, so let's give him a second here to come on up. John, you've been invited. There we go. Welcome, John. Hey, I had to turn my speaker or microphone on. There you go. Well, what's going on, Mr. Schaefer? How are you? Oh, just sitting here listening. It's the first time on, so I'm just kind of taking it in. You're like all of us at this point, uh, all new. So you're in Moab already? No, I'm not doing Moab. I'm doing all the East Coast races. Oh, I thought you were going to race this weekend. Okay, so give me your take on uh, on, on 4,600 right now. I mean, it's one of those classes that kind of has its ups and downs, you know, as far as car count, but it seems like there's a lot more people trying to get into it. It feels I mean, like the class 11 of four-wheel drive. I mean, it's a really good class because you're stuck on 35, so you have to be able to wheel. You have to know where to put your tire. You have to, you know, you have to have a good package put together. You just can't put horsepower and tires to the ground. That's fair. I mean, that that, that is fair. Do you think if we made it even more difficult that we could move it to that legendary status of, you know, really um, – Oh, what's the right word? Basically putting in your time, like, like, like the, the venerable class 11s that we see in the desert or the, the class 11 race we saw at this past King of the Hammers. Yeah. I mean, a couple of things. I don't know that you can make it any harder than it was last year at KOH or this year. So make it harder. Okay. I don't know. That was pretty hard, you know, and the 46 guys, I mean, it seems like we're kind of the, the afterthought, you know, you don't get as much airtime you don't get as much you know accolades and stuff like that but the guys that are racing there you know put a lot of blood sweat and tears into it and the cars take some major abuse well you know i'm looking at you know just the entry list entry list versus the other classes excluding 4400 i i can't believe how many of the names i know there's there's only 10 entries on the list i have and uh, Brian, Brian McNamara, Justin Reese, Amber Turner, uh, Albert Contreras are names that I'm familiar with right off the top of my head. Now, Alex Fleming and Anthony Hadsell, I, I kind of know who they are, but I've never, you know, you know, spoke with them. So, and then the Twitch, Twitchy McGee, just amazing. I don't want to leave out uh, Vince Blaze or uh, John Snell. I don't know those guys, but um, it just, you know, I, I would, 
I don't know. I I see what we have with what the desert has with class eleven and like the cult following behind them. It'd be so cool if we could get that cult following behind the forty six hundred class. It really feels like that's where it should be. I mean, I'm in the forty six, so I would love for it to get there. But I think Josh Atterbury is going to race Moab too. He, I don't know if he signed up yet or not, but he'll be right there up front. And he races class eleven as well, so he knows exactly what he's doing. Right, yeah. I think he just got into class eleven he, this year. He, he clearly hates his body. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun race to watch, though. Yeah, it was. Well, hey, on that note, man, I appreciate you jumping on here, and we just hit an hour. So, everybody, Shannon, thank you very much. Everybody, have fun. Yeah, thanks at, for have fun in Moab. Everyone, be safe. Please say a prayer for Wes Keen, and let's look forward to trying to do this for uh, for Rush here in a couple weeks. Okay. Sounds good. And on that note, the talent tank is out. Thank you for listening and taking a dive into the talent tank. Please like and subscribe on Instagram at the talent tank or our website, thetalenttank.com.